Welcome back to Beer of Jesus with Denise and Rob, and tonight we have Ethan with us once again. Right before he goes back to school next Saturday uh -huh. at Hocking Hills. Yeah. Uh, tonight I am drinking from Wellbeing Brewery N.A. beer called Light Match Day. It's not too bad, kind of comparable to a Bud Light, Miller Light kind of thing. What you got, Ethan? I got a non-alcoholic Samuel Adams. Just the haze. Yeah. And I got a collaboration from Toppling Goliath Brewing Company and Mundo Maya Brewing Company out of Mexico. It's called Playa del Mundo. It's an IPA. It's a uh, very tropical. Um, of course, whenever Toppling Goliath collaborates, it's not as good as their normal stuff so a four normally i go a little bit higher with their stuff but it's not bad it's not bad so tonight we're revisiting friendship we if you've seen a couple weeks ago or several weeks ago I, who knows i can't can't so, keep track anymore can't keep track but we did a podcast on friends and this week we're going to revisit friendship and we all decided to pick friends in the bible you know I, the easy one would could have been david and jonathan but we kind of addressed that the last time we had a podcast on friends so we wanted to do different friends tonight so ethan who do you got we'll let you kick it off because i know you want to go fishing here <laughs> so uh i have uh ruth and naomi so the whole theme that I got out of it was, um, here I'll just read it to you what I got. So in Ruth 1, 3 through 5, it says, Naomi is a widow due to her husband, husband passing, and within 10 years, both of her sons died as well. So she set all towards Judah, where she heard the Lord has come to aid, to aid of his people. Now... When I uh, heard that, I was like, hmm, maybe she needs to find her, find someone that's close to her family to maybe help take care of herself. Then that's where uh, Ruth comes in. One of her daughter-in-law is from the country of Moab. And she heard there's fields of Moab, and she had visit people and then given them food. And... Then on chapter 1, verse 16 through 17, it talks about Ruth's loyalty towards Naomi and how she met out back up with her and they talked about wherever, excuse me, however, well, they talked about wherever Ruth, Ruth says where they, Naomi goes, she would go with her. It says in verse 16 through 17, it talks about, it says, but Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you for where you go I will go and where you lodge I will lodge your people shall be my people and your God my God where you die I die and there where I be buried may the Lord do so me and more also if anything death parts me from you so a friendship or any type of relationship 
that I have noted in my Bible text but says every relationship is built on something. Make Christ the center of all of your relationships. So Christ is your main I don't know, is your main food source or like your main power source of anything in order to have a good healthy relationship with them or with anyone else. And then Ruth was very loyal yeah. to Naomi. And then I also had noted on here, uh, Matthew three seventeen, Behold a voice from the heaven, this is my beloved son, with, with I am well pleased. Uh, I don't know how I got that, but I had a note in my Bible. So, Naomi and Ruth shared a strong natural commitment, and that's probably where I got that from. I can see that how it ties in together. Yeah. And then I also had Philippians 2, 3 through 4. I don't remember off that one off the top of my head, but it's what I have noted in my Bible. And you really did some digging on this one. Oh, yeah. You had to I, I, shovel out and everything. It's a lot better when you're not asked to be in the podcast 10 well, minutes before we do it. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> Who you got, Nisi? I liked um, Paul and Silas in the book of Acts 16 through 40. I won't read it, but um, uh, you, uh, most everybody knows the story. They were both arrested, sitting in the jail, and um, said that the earth shook, I'm assuming an earthquake, mm-hmm. and the shackles came off, and really the doors broke off, so anybody could have walked out, but they didn't. And Paul had seen that the gatekeeper or warden whatever you want to call him was getting ready to commit suicide because of at that time he was responsible for all the prisoners mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. they escaped then his life had to be taken and Paul shouted out to him do not do that we are all here because they stayed in that jail and their I mean their friendship they praised God while they were in there. I mean, they were that, that it wasn't just them being friends together. They were one with God. That man, that um, warden, his whole family was saved. And they were all freed because they learned that Paul was a Ro- Roman. Yeah, because that, wasn't that guard, when he scared for his life because of all the stuff that happened? Yeah. But what I found to be interesting was Silas was a writer for Paul and Peter. And he was also a church leader in Jerusalem. I did not know that. And everybody... Saul at the time when he was in jail? Wasn't it Saul and then became Paul? Yeah. Yeah, That's Acts chapter Paul was transformed by God. And when you're transformed, well, we all have new names in heaven. Mm -hmm. We don't know what they are. Yeah. God renames you. And Paul was also called the first apostle. Mm-hmm. For the Gentiles. That was my friendship. Yeah. Well, I also did Paul, but I did Paul and Barnabas. And <clears throat> Barnabas was really the first one to accept Paul after his conversion from Saul to Paul. And they set out on the first missionary trip. And if I you look at Acts thirteen one through three, 
it says, Now in the church of Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Mania, I can't pronounce that, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. They were a great tag team going after false prophets, Bar Jesus, um, that guy. And then the the Jews were getting jealous of the, the crowds that they were bringing in. You know, it's kind of like a one of those modern-day evangelists where, you know, they get they pack the crowds for their events and stuff. And they were just out teaching about grace. And if we look farther ahead in, in Acts, we go to Acts 13, 42 through 50, 51. Let me get turned there because it's right there. <clears throat> As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. When the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, most of the holy city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy. They began to contradict what Paul was saying and heaped abuse on him. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, We have to speak the word of God to you first. Since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard us, they were glad and honored at the word of the Lord, and all who were appointed for the eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region, but the Jewish leaders incited God-fearing women of high standard and leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas, expelled them from their region. So they shook the dust off their feet as a warning to them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and, and with the Holy Spirit. So that kind of explains that little section. I just um, went through, I mean, with the jealousy. and I mean, they were on a mission and they were doing God's work. But like a lot of friendships... You know, you can have disagreements you know, that often lead to a split. And they did over Mark, who wrote the Gospel of Mark. But God ultimately used the split to reach more people. So I think it was all in God's plan for that. And you can find that in uh, Acts 15, 36-41. And it says, Sometime later, Paul to Barnes, let us go back and visit believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with him, but Paul did not think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia, I guess that's how you pronounce it, and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted companies. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left which Denise already talked about that, Silas and Paul, and commended by believers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Sicilia, or Sicilia, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of those towns are hard Whew. to pronounce. Strengthening the churches, you know. We need to rename up, name yeah, them need, Dayton or Columbus. Yeah, we need to, <laughs> we need to name these towns, Springfield, Urbana. Uh, 
But, you know, a lot of friendships, you know, they do eventually end, you know, just disagreements or just grow apart. But I'd like to think that later on, as Paul was reinvigorated, I guess you'd say, with didn't Mark. did they have, like, a different way of ministry? So... I mean, it, it's kind of like if you go to one church, you may not feel anything, but it doesn't mean that church isn't of God. It's just not for you. I mean, they, they, just, they just disagree. They both love Jesus. Yeah. Both follow Jesus. They, they're reaching a different group. But, but, but I just, it doesn't really say in Acts or any of the Gospels if Barnes and Paul ever reconciled. But I would like to think so when you know Paul brought Mark back along because he was good for the ministry so it just kind of makes me wonder back in the day when Paul was told to go and preach to the Gentiles I mean remember the story that Ethan covered last week with Jonah Mm -hmm. and Jonah took off running because he didn't want to go to Nineveh he didn't like any of them people he didn't like the way they lived I mean I wonder if Paul was like, man, not the Gentiles. I don't, I don't want to preach to them. Yeah. <laughs> them fools are uncircumcised. But <laughs> uh, kind of leads us to, I thought we'd have like... The ultimate friendship. The ultimate friendship. And I want to start out reading Romans 5, 1 through... Oh, 1 through 11. And then I'm going to jump to the other and then we can discuss this one. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we are still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if... While we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we are also boasting God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. And I want to continue reading, and it's going to be John 15, 13-17. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends you are my friends if you do what I command I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business instead I have called you friends for everything I have learned from my father I have made known to you you did not choose me but I chose you and I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit fruit that will last and so that whatever you ask in my name the father will give give you this is my command love each other and that leads us to Jesus and us. You know, Jesus 
laid down his life for us because he loves us. And he said there's no greater love than that to lay down you, your life for someone else. You know, and I, the notes I kind of wrote down is you can always turn to Jesus. You know, he always listens. And Jesus he doesn't always give you the answer you want. Yeah, but he always listens. <laughs> yeah, he won't turn your back on you. He yeah. speaks to us, each of us, in unique ways. He's always faithful, and there, in time, and there in times of need, and you know, I, for me, Jesus never minds when you just want to vent to him to get rid of frustration and and as always during and he's always with you during the good and bad times yeah i wanted to cover this topic just because a lot of the kids are going back to school and some of them it's it's peer pressure trying to find a good friend and keeping that good friend and not having a feud with them so i wanted to come up i went to proverbs because you know uh, solomon the wise one some of the gauges that we can use is a friend will always show love and you can find that Proverbs 17 17 a friend also gives good advice Proverbs 27 9 and a good friend will also rebuke you when you're wrong Proverbs 27 5 and 6 those are the qualities that you should have in any friendship that you have That's all I got. Yeah, you know, even with, you know, like I was talking about Barnes, even when you don't see eye to eye, you know, still care for your friends and stuff. And and the thing is about, like, when you're as a Christian and you're converted, you're going to tend to lose and drop off friends, too. Cause what have we? <laughs> wow. And you, you do. You lose a lot of friends. But you also gain... I think we've gained some better friends than the ones we lost, you know, from our church and stuff. You can't say that we lost them. We just don't talk like we used to. Or we turned into more of acquaintances than we, you know, we're still friends on Facebook, but we don't hang out like yeah. we used to. And I think it might be because they're intimidated that we're trying to change your, our lives, or or, or Jesus is, is Jesus has changed us, but they're still living in the sin that they were. Well, I wouldn't say a lot of our friends were very sinful. It's just they're not. The written story I get from some is I'm just not into God. Okay. I guess they can answer that when the time comes. It's their call. What do you got, Ethan? You got all them Snapchat friends. I know. I got too many of them blowing my phone up right now, for one. <laughs> I'm in the Potomac. I'm in the podcast. I can't talk right now. Well. I think you've gained more friends now that you've uh, stepped away from high school. Oh, yeah. People in high school, I, I tell you. We ain't gonna go down memory lane, okay, with high school, because that was a bad, uh, that was a, what do you call it? That was a bad way in the fork in the road, so I went to, <laughs> after, after high school, I went to going to college, being more open, trying to meet new people, 
and it's worked out. I mean, God's helped me and lead the pathway that I need to that, that I need to go. I still talk to this kid that I they took me to church with them one day, and I still go ever since I was down there. I'm still with the church with them. His name was Joey. Um, he still stays down there in Nelsonville. Pretty good. He's a really good guy. He knows his words. I mean, he knows the book of the Bible really well by heart. Still talk to him to this day. It was like when I went into the Air Force and I had a uh, what's that band? I think it's Travis Aker would know this. Tourniquet. I think the band was named Tourniquet. It's a Christian heavy metal band. Like even they're a little bit harder than Metallica and all that. But I was wearing their t-shirt at the chow hall and a couple guys came up to me and says, are you a Christian? I said, yeah. You know, because they saw my shirt and they knew who the band was. And we started a Christian rock band. And, you know, I, I had my friends in the military for the most part, in South Carolina at least, were all Christians. And we supported each other, played music, and did good things like that. But I still have, just my military friends, I still have lifelong friends, you know, I chat with here and there. So, why don't you uh, do your shed talk, Nisa? Well, shed talk is, I was in prayer about deliverance and had two visions. One of a woman giving birth and the second one of someone that was in a drug addiction. Um, being delivered from that and there's a lot of similarities because when the mother gives birth there's new life on this earth there's a new beginning for this infant child and when we are delivered from sin whether it be drug addiction alcohol addiction sickness whatever the case may be you are delivered just like that baby you become a new life you become everything's new again and I just I thought that was the vision was more impactful than how I'm relaying it I guess but we'll get to the scriptures why do the pages always stick together and the parts that you don't want it to In Colossians chapter 1, 13 and 14 was the scriptures God gave me for that. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. And then... 21... Let's see, First Thessalonians 5, 4 and 5. But you brothers are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. But you are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or the darkness. And I don't know, if you're delivered of any kind of sickness, illness, um, or disease, drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever the addiction is, you're delivered as a newborn baby 
Bible calls us to be a new creature in Him. So I just kind of wanted to give some hope on that. Yeah, you should have went to church today. People got delivered. I needed a rest. And if I have something funky, I don't want to give it away. Did not feel good. Still don't feel good. We will end in prayer so Ethan can go fishing. He is itching. Father God, bad friendships can lead us to places we don't want to be, stay longer than we want to stay. Please weed out the friendships we do not need and lead us to friendships that only not only nurture us mentally, joyfully, but spiritually as well. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name. We will see you next week. Well, I won't. No. No, he's going back to school. <laughs> All right, see you next week. Bye.